Hello everyone and welcome back to the Arrogant Black Girl Podcast. Today we are doing our second episode and the topic is embracing your sensuality. Embracing your sensuality. And it's sensuality, not sexuality. It's mm-hmm. a difference. If there is a difference. And I think that it is important for black women to have this conversation. Um, a lot of the time, we kind of shy away from things like this. Definitely didn't hear anything like this growing up from my parents or aunts or grandparents. Um, it wasn't. It's not something that's widely taught to women. I think it's very important in womanhood and I think it's key to embrace that um, as a woman. So if you don't know the difference between sensuality and sexuality, let me explain it to you. Sensuality is the enjoyment, expression, or pursuit of physical pleasure. And it don't have to be only sex. It could just be uh, just how you feel about yourself, like just in life period. but. Today, we're going to be talking about it in a sexual way. And sexuality is feeling thoughts and attraction and behavior towards people. So that's if you're gay, straight, bi, all of that LGBT. More like orientation then? Like your sexual orientation? Is that what sexuality kind of is more so? Yes. Got you. So, Alexis, are you, do you embrace your sensuality? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I embraced it early, probably earlier than I should have, but it's something that I've always felt within myself. And I think I started to um, expose that part of me probably when I turned like 18. I think probably because I'm like, okay, I'm 18, I'm an adult, I can do what I want, and nobody can judge me. Or, you know, because in a black community, we're quick to tell a little girl, oh, you fast. Right. Little fast tail girl, little hot pants girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I waited to kind of um, express it outwardly. But I've always felt it. I can't say always, but like I said, at an early age, I just was in touch with my sensuality. And it's not also to say that I was having sex early or anything. I didn't have sex until I was, what, 18, about to turn 19, as a matter of fact. So... Um, it's not that I was like hypersexual or, you know, fast, as I just said, but it's just something that I felt within myself. See, I'm a little bit different. I don't think that I started embracing my sensuality up until maybe a few years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think the main reason why is it was just an uncomfortable thing because of the (laughs) way, because the way we grew up, you know, Mm -hmm. as a little girl, I developed early mm. I, I think I started my period at 10 and I think I had titties at 10 already too <laughs> I might have been right there with you I don't so, know my age but I was probably like what third fourth grade yeah so of course with me developing so early like aunts and grandmas and stuff like I feel like they sexualized me early they put that on you like oh you got little boobs you know so you oh you think oh you fast you about to we gotta watch out for her we gotta get a shotgun for her I'm not even knowing at this time what what they mean what it is what's happening what you think I'm about to do but now that I'm older and I'm thinking back I'm like yeah they sexualized me way before I even knew anything about 
anything like that. So, right. and it, it made it uncomfortable. So I was always uncomfortable in my sensuality. Did you try to hide yourself? Yes. Like your, your physical, your frame? Yes. So like you did start to develop or yes. like puberty? Like, did you feel like I knew you needed to cover up so that you didn't come mm-hmm. off as fast? As fast. Yes, I did. Mm. I would purposely wear big shirts. I would purposely try to get my jeans a little bit bigger. I would purposely not try to be feminine. Mm. And with me doing all of that, so I wouldn't be caught fast or people think that I'm, you know, too damn grown at 10 just because I got titties or anything. Mm -hmm. My cousins and them still to this day (laughs) tell me that they thought I was going to be gay. No, I... (laughs) Because I... The way I dressed, the way I dressed and the way I tried to act to not come off as a fast little girl. I was a super tomboy. I wore big clothes. I was tomboy (laughs) growing up too. I can't lie. I played with the boys. I had female friends, but like I would go and race and run around with the boys. I wasn't really like athletic like that. So I didn't play basketball with them or nothing. But I was just, I was a tomboy. I got scars and everything right now um, from climbing trees and jumping fences with my cousin. Uh-huh. Through the neighborhood, riding bikes, falling off, getting back on like it was nothing. Like I was definitely a tomboy, and it took me a while to kind of get out of that. It was just like a natural thing. But even though I was a tomboy, even young in elementary school, I just knew there was that something I don't know, like different or special or like I don't I I can't I can't really put words to it, but. In hindsight, looking back on it, I think it was my inner femininity and my inner, like, sensuality mm-hmm. coming through. It was early. So you but, weren't being a tomboy to hide that femininity. It just, it's that how was I just was. how you was. See, yeah. I think I hid my femininity behind the tomboy uh, image. And I was really Just because I me. knew... Just based off how my aunts talked. So you didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to see. I didn't want them to think that I was fast or anything. So mm-hmm. I, I tried to like hide that femininity as much as I could until probably about fourteen, fifteen, maybe. Yeah. At that point, titties just big. You, you, you can't, can't even hide, hide them. Right <laughs> <laughs> here. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. It's plus, like in high school, like. Of course, it's high school, so your appearance matters a little bit more. So yeah. you don't want to wear like baggy clothes all the time. You want to be a little bit more in style. So, of course, some of the tops you wore were going to show that you have some, some boobs now. I think another thing, like as a little girl, what makes us like not like uncomfortable with sensuality is um, I don't want to call it the sexual abuse but you know when you in elementary and in middle school all the little boys smacking on your ass grabbing your titties and Mm -hmm. stuff like that like that make that kind that can kind of stray you away from your femininity it's the same as being sexualized yeah it's the same thing so all of that is it starts at a very young age and i think we carry it over into adulthood too and it's such a it's a stigma about being feminine and being sexy and just being in tune with that femininity, mm-hmm. which I think comes off as your your inner sensuality. I think those kind of fem- to me for me, femininity and sensuality are intertwined. But I can just speak for myself personally. Mm-hmm. Um, we just gotta embrace that more and not be ashamed of it or try to hide it. 
we need to have the ability to recognize what it is within ourselves instead of trying to, you know, pretend like it's not there. Because I, I believe that it's there's sensuality in, in every woman. Mm-hmm. So you said that it wasn't discussed in your home. It wasn't. About being feminine and nope. uh, understanding the way things make you feel mm-hmm. as a female and all that. Not at all. Yeah, I, I don't think was, that's, that's very rare. Like you were saying, it was just like, oh, or well, maybe I was saying, whoever was saying, like, you know, just, oh, fast hell girl, you, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't discussed what it meant to be. And then feminine. even if it is. You had stuff like, um, you're a little girl, you can't, or you right. shouldn't do or that's be this. It was more or less what you should not do. Right. But it wasn't, okay, this is how you do this. This is what, it, it just, it was all objective. And then don't let you have brothers in the house because then you hear them, they, you hear them getting conversations about, oh, you can, you should, you should like women, you should feel this way, you should do this, you should do that. But then the girl, nah, you need to sit your ass down. You need to sit your little fast ass down. When mm-hmm. in gen- like in reality, all you doing is just being a little girl. Right. So yeah, it starts from there, mm-hmm. and I think that we need to let that go and give ourselves permission as women Absolutely. to understand our femininity, femininity, mm-hmm. and our sensuality, because right. they do go hand in hand. I think so, and I don't think that. I guess it's a stigma that we carry from growing up or depending on how you grew up if you're similar to us you shy away from it because it was shunned it wasn't the popular thing to do it wasn't cool you don't need to do that you don't need to embrace that part of you and I think we still don't we forgot that oh we're grown now we can kind of do whatever we want to right and then also we don't want to be judged as women um by other women or by other men to be called hoes right um or you know we for the streets or we out there um, and again, like I said, sexuality and being sexual and sen- uh, sensuality, they're, they're not the same. So I don't, I think we need to let that go because we can, I, let me say this. Sensuality is the way you talk. It can mm-hmm. be the way you walk. It's that sway in your hips. I don't mean necessarily just like, you know, they used to call it switching, but it's that sway in your hips when you walk. Uh, it's the way you, the, your touch and how you touch people. It's just a sensuality and, and how all of those things. You too. How you look at somebody can be sensual. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that needs to be embraced and recognized. You know, you might think of it as as flirting, as flirtation, um, and it is similar. But I think flirtation is more overt. Mm-hmm. I think it's like when you're flirting. Of course, you're. It when you're flirting, when you're flirting, I feel like it's done purposely. But when you're yes. just a sensual person. Like that's just, it's just how you are. It's like your it just, aura. yeah, yeah. Alexis is. I have witnessed her. She is a very sensual person. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I am. And she do the little eye thing, the little eye and biting your lip thing. She don't even know she doing it, but I see her doing it. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> this became a whole expose. <laughs> I don't want to expose it. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> she can't help it. She's just in touch with her sensuality. I've, over the last few years, we just <laughs> accepted it. And I, like I said, I've always known that it existed, but it took an ex-boyfriend to point it out. And I'm like, I didn't realize that I, it was an energy that I had. I mean, I knew, I felt it within myself, but I didn't realize that I was 
unknowingly putting that energy off mm-hmm. until an ex-boyfriend told me. He's like, and he just broke it down. It's this, it's this, it's the way you do this. It's just, mm-hmm. he's just like, it's all that stuff together. And I'm just like, oh, wow, okay. And honestly, I felt, you know, I felt my, poke my chest out, I, you know, <laughs> sat up straight and arched my back a little bit. Like, yeah, I know that's right. Shoot. Yeah. I like it. I, I think I, I definitely embrace it. And I'm glad that I that I am free to express myself in that way. And what made me get out of my comfort zone of not embracing my sensuality and femininity? I can't really put my finger on exactly what helped me get out of it. I kind of want to say just hearing other women speak because I do listen to a lot of women talk and mm-hmm. their experiences. I feel like them talking about it being okay helped me understand that it's okay as a grown woman mm-hmm. to you know be in touch with your sexual side mm-hmm. that helped and I think meeting the right person the right I don't know that just bring that passion out of you I think that has Definitely. something to do with it too both of those together yeah I, that sounds right because your energies have to match mm-hmm. and when I met a person where my energy my sexual energy matched theirs like it just made it so comfortable to just do what you want to do <laughs> my question though with that is so as far as like energies matching what if you are a woman who hasn't yet embraced her femininity or sexuality or sensuality excuse me um but you have this partner who is sensual do you think that your partner being sensual will bring it out of you more then yeah because i will say when i first met this person i was still a little bit uncomfortable that's what i'm saying i can't i don't know exactly what it was maybe it was because he's so sensual you, is it that you intentionally wanted to match the energy though or it could be did he just naturally bring it out of you based upon just I, how he was i think it just naturally brought it up out of me just mm. based on how he he is I think that got something to do with it. But we would have conversations and everything about it. And that probably has something to do with it too. That's also key. If you're in a relationship, it's definitely always good to have those intimate conversations to get to know each other mm-hmm. on every level. Spiritually, I'm not going to say religiously, but definitely spiritually, um, sexually, emotionally mentally all of those things sidebar i digress but it does help in relationships and just intimacy and, and though intimacy is not just sex mm-hmm. um it helps when it comes to that that point yeah if you're not into if you don't embrace your sensuality and you with somebody who would like you to if Be he open he can't uh he can't come at you like you don't never do nothing. Like, oh, you just so whack. You just, oh, you mm-hmm. just, oh, you just don't want to do nothing. You just don't even seem like you just like to do it. You just this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna help you. Like, you gotta have somebody that'll really be like, what's wrong? Like, you don't like it. What you like? Right. Find somebody that asks questions and want to know for real instead of just getting mad. Like, oh, it has some compassion and actually cares about how you feel right. and why you feel that way. And willing to uh, try things and to see if you, you like it and right. help you yeah. make you feel comfortable. Definitely. 
I agree with all of that. It definitely helps to have an open dialogue with your partner. Mm -hmm. And I think that even women, like, I don't necessarily have open conversations with my female friends about sensuality. Some of my friends kind of shy away from the topic, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I'm not mad at them for that. Like, that's just what it is. But that, again, takes away from the stigma normalizing that part of femininity and being a woman. Yeah, I know a lot of women. overtly sexy or overtly about the specifics of what you do behind closed doors. Right, you don't have to get into detail. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you with your homegirls, I didn't have homegirls where we didn't got into detail, share stories. Yes, it happens. (laughs) Men, yeah, we have our, um, what do they call it? Uh, Locker room talk. We, We do. We do. We probably shouldn't. And I'll talk about that for other, you know, later in another episode or something we don't well in my experience we don't talk about the man per se we just talk about like what we might have done before or like what we like we don't be sitting up there talking about some oh girl he big he small he this he that oh alexis do i don't for reasons that i will go into later well i guess i can say now i don't go into specifics because what I did learn at an early age is never talk to another woman about what your man is doing right or what he has going on that might entice another woman because your best friend can be turn can turn into your boyfriend side chick mm. your back. You, you don't tell y'all your business out there. You lose your man to your friend. I'm saying mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. Lose your man to your friend. Wow. I was going to say that for another topic and we can go into that <laughs> in another episode. However, right now, I'm saying don't go into detail with your friends. If you feel uncomfortable, if you think it might make them uncomfortable, you don't have to talk about your favorite position or nothing, but just an open dialogue with your friend about your sensuality and your femininity. Yeah. And even though uh, having a sensual partner may help you be Mm -hmm. more sensual, even though that might help, the main thing that you need to do is just learn yourself figure out what makes you feel good what make you happy what would make you feel confident big key what makes you feel most confident um insecure in who you are right that's very important to find out as a woman mm-hmm. in order to to do anything confidence is a key for women right for no matter what you're doing work having kids raising kids um starting a business uh, working out confidence is key so mm-hmm. finding that finding what makes you confident and what makes you like I was saying you know poke your chest out and lift your head up and finding that is very healthy and it's, it's crucial for women right black women more specifically so we talked about things in your childhood that can shy you away from embracing your sensuality but even as a woman like it can change like maybe you can start off embracing it and then something happened to make you uncomfortable stuff like maybe you gained a little weight but that's where Alexis came in and said work out figure out what make you confident Mm -hmm. maybe you feel like you're getting old or maybe you just not feeling the way you way you look or the way you dress something or maybe your man cheated on you and that make you feel uncomfortable in your sensuality now that's why you just have to learn yourself and mm-hmm. figure out what's going to get you out of that. Because I think it's important to embrace your sensuality, not only sexually, right? 
So all of it ties in together, but we are talking about it in a sexual way right now. Yeah. I just think, like I said, with confidence, like how I was saying about myself, how like the way I talk, walk, dress, all of that, that could carry on post your, your bedroom life. Like having that, like I was saying, like just having that sense of confidence and just walking into a room confidently, like you own the room, that in itself can get you so far in professional settings. Um, and it's just important to know that all those things intermingle and intertwine and are of some relation. Right. If you know yourself and you feel confident outside the bedroom, then you're really going to be confident in knowing yourself in the bedroom. Absolutely. So, we I want to get a little juicy real quick. Okay. <laughs> Hit me. You talked about you won't got to talk about your favorite position. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to ask you. Uh-huh. What is your favorite position? Oh. So let me ask. guess. Okay. I'll let you guess. I was so, just going to tell you. I've been knowing Alexis for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like she has a very kind of dominating personality. <laughs> so if I could guess what her favorite personality, I mean, what her favorite position would be, it would probably be something where she's in control. <laughs> so I'm going to say riding. <laughs> I actually hate it. You hate it? Mm-hmm. Wow. I won't get into exactly why. And it's not because I don't know how, and it's not because I don't like to be in control. It's something else. Um, but no, I don't like it. It's not my favorite. Um, my favorite position is actually doggy. I like that was going to be my second choice. I, I, <laughs> from the back is golden for me. And I, since you did say that, I, I think a lot of people assume that because I am very, I have a, Somewhat, I don't want to call it a domineering personality, but I'm a very, I have a strong personality, is what I'll call yes, it. Yes, you do. <laughs> Come off hella strong, and I think because I I am that way in the world, when I come home and I'm intimate and I'm behind closed doors, I actually don't want to be in control. I want to mm, okay take that. That makes off. sense though. Most people are like that. Yeah, I don't want to be in control in every aspect. People think that like nah, I I I want to at some point in my in my day in my world be able to relinquish control, but it has to be the right person. Okay. So with you knowing me, what do you what would you think was my favorite position? This might be offensive. Why? It's probably my second favorite, though. So maybe not offensive. I'm not offended by anything. Oh, okay, good. I, I should have known that, though. I, I should have known that. I think that you like a good old classic missionary. I do like a classic missionary, but it's not my favorite. Okay. What's so we favorite? was talking about how you dominate, but submissive in the bedroom. Oh, I'm not. Opposite. I don't have a dominant personality, <laughs> but when we get in the bedroom, I do like to be more in, in control. control. So... I My favorite is on top. Well, look at that. So it makes sense. Like, the people that are maybe a little bit more quiet and laid reserved back and in reserved person. in person, when they get behind that door. Close those doors <laughs> and turn those lights off or on if you prefer them on. You know, but yeah. And somebody who dominant and seems like a control freak, when they close that door, they get doors. a little submissive. <laughs> 
So I guess it's true. Blind told me. I don't know. Maybe that's a little personal. Sorry, family and friends, if you're listening. Yeah, don't listen to this episode, mama. Right. Sorry. <laughs> you learn something new every day. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> well, we just wanted to end this episode on a juicy note. Uh, yeah. Give I'm y'all a little. <laughs> Give y'all a little tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you got a picture. Got but we won't go deeper into that today. unless y'all want details on sexual things. We can definitely give y'all some info on that. I would like to have a topic. I would like to have an episode on just a sex episode. We can call it the, the episode about sex. Okay, well, stay tuned for the episode about <laughs> sex. We will be getting into juicier oh, topics. Right now, we just touched on it. We just gave y'all a little... A little taste. Yeah, a little taste. Well, that was a big taste. That was a hell of a uh, <laughs> sample. Yeah. But I enjoyed it all. Um, ladies, please, I'm begging you, find what makes you confident. Embrace your sensuality. It will definitely help you, like I said, in all aspects of life. Just even, if, like I said, the way you walk, like walking into a room and being confident, that is power. I think sensuality is a part of a woman's power. So it is, yes. Find and embrace all of your power. And I know you're probably wondering, like, well, how am I supposed to find it? How am I supposed to find it? Learn, uh, do things, try it out. Right, and don't be so scared or, like I said, some things have stigmas and, and you just like, oh, that's so nasty, girl. Yeah, don't worry about do rejection. No, ain't it. no man, let me tell y'all this. Ain't no man gonna say no to you doing something that you want to do. Very true. He gonna be like, you want to do what? They be more excited that you want to do something. Especially something different. Right. And it's good to have a break from the typical, the usual. Because um, she was saying, and how I was saying, I don't like to be on top. My partners know that. Of course, we. I have those conversations with, with my partners and my exes or whatever. And every once in a while, it surprise, look at me. Look at me up here. <laughs> how about that? But anyway. Yeah, I want to know why you think missionary is offensive. Missionary is... Some people think it's boring. It's, it's so, so like, passionate. To me, missionary people, is passionate. Like I think so. You, you get like the face kids to face, to touch, you get, and right. look each other in the eyes. You know what I'm saying? But you have women like I want to say it was Meg. Missionary said, is born if you just laying there like a freaking lump on the log. I think Meg you have to do the stuff too. Said in a song recently, and a lot of I think a lot of women have the same perception of missionary, which is. She said something like your girl's still fucking on her back or something like that, which is missionary. Fucking on right. your back, that's what that's you assume. Well, I think missionary. a lot of women think that missionary, you just lay there and he just pumping you. That's not, mi- not that's not how you do it. You got to do stuff it, too. If you're doing missionary that way, you're doing it wrong, really. Right. Oh, that's why we got to have a sex episode because we got to educate y'all. You cannot just lay there <laughs> on your freaking back and think that you think that's supposed to be good. No. No. Engagement. <laughs> And yeah, it, whether you're throwing it back or if you just look into that man's eyes or if you're kissing on his neck or whatever, there's more to it than just laying there, baby, okay? But we're going to save that for another episode. Right, we didn't went away. We digress. We digress. We we'll see y'all. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening.